more than just putting candles on the altar. There is a system which must be followed or the lights will fail. Some people don't care and just put any old thing in any old way. The things follow or the ways followed by most workers have been in effect have or have never been in effect. So they are nothing worth mentioning. This is L.D. O'Connor, episode 555, How to Light Up the Altar. Yes, I'm here to help you get rid of your deepest problems. I will tell you that all those things which were stopping you will be definitely better now. Get all of your wealth questions answered immediately. Get expert success readings, success messages just for you and not concerning something about you. Get correct love interpretation. Know what your love means, not just who they refer to. Get good fortune, the fortune old folks talk about and young folks run towards. Get cash money like you've never seen before for all of your family and in all assets of life. Get protection that is the absolute envy of everyone else. You will never have to run away. Evil runs away from you. Get success that will turn your life completely around. Some of you can say it's like it's brand new. Get love. That's the most satisfying thing that you could ever have dreamed of. Get good fortune that you never experienced before. In lottery, cards, dice, and bingo. Fix where you are hurting in your life. Fix where you are lacking in your life. Fix where you are yearning in your life. With the old-fashioned, hell-trumpeting, evil people chasing power of God. Hallelujah, Baruch Hashem. Join me and see God work for you. With this, I can't miss Ellie Yokanen, that's Box 17993, Chicago, Illinois, 60617. Ellie Yokanen, Box 17993, Chicago, Illinois, 60617. There is no problem too big or too small. God uses me to get rid of them all.
is Elder O'Connor. The first thing that I want to say is, when you are lighting up an altar, you're lighting up now. There is, there is a certain aspect which you must follow. Which you must follow. Now, first of all, the altar is has certain light. Yes, it does. It has certain light. But most people, when they light the altar, just have any light on it. They don't care where it comes from. It's any old one. You know, them, them saint lights with them different pictures of saints and all that is on it. Now, when you do it, when you do the altar that way, you are in effect disrespecting the one to whom the altar was made. Now that is Almighty God. Now, when your altar is lit up, the thing that lights it up and the things that are lit upon it are for whatever that altar is for. So what am I saying? If you have on your altar pictures of saints, your altar is for the saints. If you have on your altar pictures of a certain spirit, then the altar is for them. It is not for the almighty God. Now get it right now. Get it right now. Now, I'm not saying that light on the altar is wrong. Oh, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that they must be put on the altar in a certain form or fashion. And that whoever you put it on there for, whatever that light is for, that is what the altar is for. Oh, oh, so if you put a saint on the altar, then the spirit of that saint is there working on the altar. Not you, not God, not the person that you, you truly meant, but that person whom you put on your altar is that. Now, there are those who put anything on the altar. Anything, I mean anything. Light, fruit, you know, anything that, that they want to go, it goes on the altar. It goes. And they are doing it in the belief that they are honoring whoever the altar was made for. But they aren't. They aren't. First of all, spirits don't eat. Spirits don't eat or drink. 
some say, oh yeah, but uh, you know mine do. No, they don't. They do not eat or drink. True spirits do not eat or drink. Therefore, putting something on your altar that they can eat or something that they can drink is non-sequential. Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing. Now, if it's, now I'm going to talk about later what happens if those things are gone. But the person, the person, who those things are put there for, do not have anything to do with consuming it. They don't. So when you put it on your altar, when you put it on there, you are worshiping something else. That's right. It's not the God of heaven and earth. It's not who made everything. Because you know why? He don't eat. He does not eat. So when you put those things on there, you are what? Making a, well, to say it easy, a big mistake. A big mistake. You do not put anything on the altar to be eaten by a spirit. Because a true spirit cannot eat. He can't. Now, those now, you start talking about what mine do, and, you know, your, yeah, yours do. You know why? Because it's not a true spirit. Uh-oh. It is not a true spirit. It's either a thought form or something, something like a thought form. It's probably some person that lived sometime before. Now those those uh, uh, beings do eat. Yeah, they can, but not a true spirit. Not a true spirit. A true spirit cannot eat or drink. If it is eating or drinking then something ain't right. And some people will laugh at this and say, oh, well, you know, Papa, you know, that's, well, that's just one thing. And they go on and use it. But that spirit that's eating or drinking is not a true spirit. It's not. And what's even more, it is something that is 
evil. Yeah, it's something that's evil. Because it does not have, it does not have the full spiritual power which it needs. It is looking for something else to keep it alive. Yeah, that's why it's eating and drinking. You don't eat and drink for nothing. You don't eat because you're hungry. You don't drink because you're thirsty. You eat, you eat and drink to keep yourself alive. You try to keep your behind alive. That is why you eat or drink. And to tell you the truth, that's the reason why this so-called spirit is doing it. It is eating to stay alive. It's drinking to stay alive. Now, that, you know, goes on what it's eating and what it's drinking. If it's eating food, raw food, like an animal, then part of its existence is animalistic. If it's drinking blood, then part of its existence is what? Like the blood is drinking. It is trying to stay alive. Trying to stay alive. And you give it the thing to stay alive. Yes, you do. Because what? You do what? You sacrifice to it. You sacrifice something living and give it its blood. Or, and you give it a piece of the meat. There are people that I, whom I know of who have sacrificed <clears throat> will sacrifice something and left a piece of it on the altar. And the piece that was left on it after some time was gone. Some people, you would say, well, somebody must have taken it and ate it. No. No. Something ate it all right, but it wasn't, a, it wasn't a, something uh a creature or nothing else. The reason why the thing is gone is because the spirit ate or the spirit drank the blood. The Bible says the life of a creature is in the blood. So when you drink or eat the, the blood, you're eating or drinking its life. Okay, now, when you look upon an altar and the person puts, you know, some offerings there, now he believes that that is the right thing to do. Yeah, that, he believes it's right to do. 
And the creature that he gives it to takes it and consumes it. But if he don't give it enough, if he don't give, if he don't bring a certain, certain things to him, and it's sacrifice, what will happen in time is that creature will cease to respect him. That creature will cease to respect him. It will cease to bring about some of the things you want. And in some cases, it will even turn on him. Yeah? That is why in certain religions, to go against the spirit is a very grave thing. Because when you go against it, you're taking away from it that which it needs to get along. Yeah, you're taking away its food and its drink. Now, there are people which will put that on the altar. And their altar... The altar is dedicated to what? A spirit. It's not dedicated to God. It's not dedicated to God. The ones dedicated to God here in this in this country and over you know, overseas. Those on those altars there is something that is not dead or not dying. The reason being is that, well, you can't you can't offer nothing to God. You can't. You cannot offer him nothing. When people in the Torah made an offering to God what were they offering? When they offered the animal, no. They were offering themselves. And they were just using the animal as a substitute. Which is why, which is why, God never did really accept it. No, he never did accept it. So when you are going to light up an altar, you have to put on it that which makes it look good and be good. Now there's two things that you put on, you put on, on an altar. Two things. One is the single fire, and the other one is the menorah, the sevenfold candle, if you want to call it that, sevenfold candle. But although the menorah is not seven candles, nope, it's seven bowls of oil. Now, the Torah says that you shall make that and set that that before it. 
make these seven bowls of oil and set it before God. And then you've got the you've got the one the one oil. Well, okay, I, let me just digress with that. With the one oil, the one oil, everything you do, everything you do is remembered by that one light. One burning light. There is nothing as stupendous or glorious than the one light. The one light looks at, well, it looks at what the person is doing and offers it up to God. Now, the other one is the seven light. The seven light is really just seven vessels of oil which are burning. Now, the seven vessels of oil, and I'm just going I'm just gonna tell you, can be made according to the days of the week. The seven colors, which are gold, Sunday, silver, Tuesday. No, I'm, I'm sorry. No. Gold is Sunday. Monday is silver. Tuesday, red. Wednesday, purple. Thursday, blue. Friday, green. And Saturday, dark blue. Now there are those that say that Saturday is for black. No, you cannot put black on the altar. Can't put it. No, no. Why? Because black means the absence of light. The absence of light. And what's that saying? That's saying, well, there is no light. There is really no God. Yeah. Where there is no light, there is no God. And we know that's a lie. We know that's a lie. So, instead of black, what goes there is dark blue. Dark blue, you know. The dark blue, which is outside at nighttime. That's all. That's all. Now, those seven colors, those seven colors can be seven lamps, seven lamps to be the seven days, the seven days before God. They can be that. You can use that. But all in all, the one single light, the one single lamp on the altar is the most correct thing that you can have made, that, that you can make. 
One single lamp. One single color. And it does one thing. What does it do? One. It makes your intention stand out. Stand out. With with a, a colored lamp, that intention is well, well spoken of or well given. You don't have a bunch of intentions. You have just one. And it is displayed. You can display it on color with colors or whatnot. Now, there are those, there are people who will, who will take it and use it for something else. You know, except for what God wants to use for, which is, which is what? Giving to God what you are offering to him. Giving to God. So the single, the single lantern is so much more than the most, the most powerful way of placing your intention on the altar. But the seven lamps, the seven lamps can be a, can can do it too. Now, how do you make the seven lamps? How do you make the seven lamps? First, you get seven gold or, you know, seven bowls. Seven bowls. That, so because you are going to put in it, well, you're going to put in oil. And I would say, you know, put, you know, make them all seven white bowls or seven glass bowls. And you put these in a line. Now, you can do it easily. You can do it easily. You can put them all in a straight line with just a stick between. Take a piece of wood, a piece of four by four, and place a bowl every seventh step. Yeah, just... Just put it on the evenly and put it there. Or you can glue them on there. Yeah, you can glue them on there. But you have got to put the seven bowls outlined on the altar in a straight line. A straight line. And each one of the bowls, now, here you go with it, each one of the bowls you will fill with an oil, the same amount of oil in each, in each bowl. Some people, some people use seven colors. Yeah, that's oil, that's, that's color. And it's not made of kerosene, 
You know, it's made of paraffin. But they fill up with those with it all. Fill up the same amount. And each one with the same amount of oil. And then you have it. Then they put a wick in it. A wick. You can buy the wicks. You can buy the wicks at, well, at Amazon. They have them. You can buy a wick. A small wick or a large wick. And then you got the, you got it all set up. You can burn it then. Yeah, you can burn it. Then you have the seven lights. But now, I say this too. I say this too. Instead of seven colors, use one color for each day. One color for each day. On Sunday, you would put gold. On Monday, you put silver or gray. On Tuesday, you would put red. On Wednesday, you put purple. On Thursday, you put blue. On Friday, you'd put green. On Saturday, you would put, you know, well, really, they said, well, I want to I want to give you the color, but you put a dark blue. Then you've got all colors. You got all colors. And with it, those are lit. They are lit. They are lit to commemorate what? To commemorate what? That day. That day. Or you can do it all in white or all in gold. However you do it, it should be one. First of all, seven bowls of oil. Seven bowls. And they should be of equal length and equal depth. You should, you should, now you should, you should, you should fill them by the same depth. If you're going to fill one halfway full, fill them all halfway full. If you're going to fill it by a third full, fill them all a third full. Now you are setting up the lights the right way. And see, remember, remember, remember that the one light upon the altar really accentuates the presence of God. The one light. Now, if you got 
if some of you just want to put any old thing on there, well, you put any old thing on there, but don't put the seven lights up there. Why? Because the seven lights symbolize God. They symbolize G, capital G, capital O, capital D. And they ain't playing, baby. They ain't playing. Now, after you had those seven up, you need something to petition it with. Yeah. If you are going, if you are going to use it for anything, I would burn the seven lights. Yes, I would. I always burn the seven lights. But I would like, I would write a petition on some brown bag paper and place it upon the, upon the altar. Yeah. I place it upon the altar. No, I don't burn no candles. I don't burn no candles for anything. I don't do it. Unless, unless it's something in the book of Psalms. Now, I do that. But we're talking about an altar now. An altar. Therefore, I will keep, I will keep it correct. I will keep it correct. Through beginning, all the way through the end. And one thing you will like to once you start putting out the, you know, the bowls of oil and burn that thing, then you will like it. You will like it. Because that oil starts to take upon, uh, upon you a certain type of meaning. It does. You will be the type of person that likes it. Likes what? Likes it the way that you have made. See, this way is the only way, the one, oh, well, it's the second, only one way which will bring remembrance of God upon your altar. Yeah. The seven, the seven really are telling him what you want and what you really are. Now, what are you using? What are you using? Because either your altar is stone or your altar is, is, uh, is an earthenware altar, these these particular things cannot go anywhere else upon, but upon the altar. See, for you to have seven lights on the altar, the altar has to be pretty doggone big. 
or the lights have to be pretty small. Pretty big or pretty small. So, it means that you have to exercise care in what you're doing. Yeah, you have to exercise care. You must know what you are going to do. Because remember, the true altar is made from earth or stone, undressed stone. And to look at undressed stone, what is undressed stone? It is a stone that sits on top of a stone. It is a large, flat stone. A large, flat stone. So now that doesn't mean, it, that doesn't mean that well, you just get something from anyone. No, it doesn't. You have to find a large, a broad, flat stone in nature. Yes. Most people who make this type of altar, I'm going to tell you, make it out of three or four stones. Four stones placed down, and then... The broad one is faced on it, put on top. Now, the broad one is usually, you know, as big as the four ones are together. The broad one is one which you have found in nature. And you place it upon the four other ones, and I tell you, you know, the thing, it can be so big that it is on the floor. It's on the floor. Now, I will tell you again, the broad undressed stone should be, it should be, something in nature, which means that this thing is on the floor. It's on the floor. Now, what does that mean, it's on the floor? That means it's coming in contact with the earth, the earth. Now, what if you don't live in a house? What if you don't have stone floors? You know, what if you have wooden ones? It should come in contact with the earth. Now, there's a way to get the earth there. How do you do that? You will gather some of the earth and you would you would just pour it out. Just pour out some earth. And you will place the four stones upon it. Glory be to God. 
you place the stones upon it. Then the earth has, well, then the altar has an earth basis. It is on the earth. See, the earth, the earth doesn't have to be one that is, you know, like outside. But it can be. It can be. Don't have to be out there. There were times when basements had a earthen, earthen basis. See, what this is, is you are making, you are making the altar to be an extension of the earth, something that points to the earth. Why? Because the earth is the only true altar. The only true altar is the earth. That is the reason why the earth is the thing of what? The altar and the sacrifice. The earth is the only thing which can take the earth and make it, make it something holy for God. Now, if you have, hear me good, if you have the earthenware, the earthenware altar, and you have the seven candles upon it, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think the Almighty God is going to use your altar. He's going to use your place of worship. He's going to use your altar to be more than what they you would think. Now, I'll tell you something. Sometimes, the stone altar or the earthen one made earthen one made is sometimes it is outside. Why is it outside? Because then there is direct connection between it and the earth. There is a direct connection. So, but, you know, we don't have to worry about that. You don't need a direct connection. You don't need one. Because if you bring some earth in your home and place it around it, that is good enough. Yeah, that is good. 
that is good enough. Because the earth, wherever you place it, wherever you place it, the earth takes up, well, it takes up and it goes to its own self. So if you have the seven lamps, the seven lamps there on the altar, then, and it's on, and let's say the altar is uh, earthenware. Let's say it's earthenware. It's earthenware. You have the seven lamps on the altar. Then the seven lamps are there for God. The seven lamps are seven lamps, are seven worshipers of seven or seven lights used by God. Used by God. If you got a if you got a you know a different color for every day of the week. They are something which are used by God. But now I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you. This. I want to. I want you to be clear about it. I want you to be clear about it. If you have the one light, it is one. For God too. One, you have seven. The other one, you have one. The one lamp is just as good or just as much a picture of God's authority and God's power as any other. So whenever you see, you know, you you see those altars with with two and three and four lights, there is something wrong. Are there two gods? No. Are there three gods? No. Are there seven gods? No. But the seven gods, the seven lights, show God's fullness. It shows God's fullness within it. His fullness. Now, there are people which even take seven, seven small candles. You know, some of those small votive candles, you can take seven of them and use it. Use them as, you know, meaning his, his life. But although I don't, I don't, do not believe in candles. I don't believe in them, but, it, but you can, you can sure enough use it. Yes, you can. You can sure enough use it. 
the seven candles, the seven votive candles, the seven, the seven seven-day candles, or the seven small candles can mean a whole lot. Now that is the way to light up the altar. That is the way to keep it lit. Now, there are some other things that go with it, too. When it is lit up, when the seven candles are lit, you know, when the seven lights are lit, there is another thing that goes with it. Yep, there's another thing. And what happens? Those things, a person should like what? Some incense. Some incense. Now, with the incense, with the incense, the person who likes the incense has a special duty. Has a special duty. But he should like well well really, he should write he should like the Keseret, which was in the Bible. Is made up of of eleven different spices. Eleven different spices. So he should like to, but if he doesn't have them, if he does not listen to me good, if he doesn't have them, he should he should light up with two of them: frankincense and myrrh. Frankincense and myrrh. Those are the two spices which can be used which can be used for incense, frankincense and myrrh. Those two are the are the the ones which Which people could use? Frankincense and myrrh. They are the two bases. The two bases. Whenever the light are lit, then the frankincense and myrrh is lit with it. And what does it represent? Physical and spiritual. Physical and spiritual. It means. And that is a good thing. 
That's good. See, so when you light the altar, again, certain things should be there. You should light frankincense and myrrh when you light it. Yeah, frankincense and myrrh. Now, with the frankincense and myrrh, the physical and the spiritual, there is something happening. When you like the frankincense and myrrh, the part of your life which is spiritual reaches out, and the part which is physical will reach out too. But it is an offering to God, an offering. Therefore, therefore, with it, there is really nothing which can be offered. There is nothing which, which can be offered. It all it speaks of is prayer. That's all a person is doing, praying. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Frankincense and myrrh. And when you know also, you can have your prayer request there. You can have your prayer request there. That is all. With the prayer request, there's the offering, the incense. Now what do you want more than that? You have something beautiful. You have something before God, which is used, which is used by him, and which he told us to use. He told us to use. Now, you cannot use, now, you know, give me straight, you cannot use the Ketaret, the 11, the 11 spices. There are people which go around trying to find a Ketaret. Oh, I want this, I want that. You know what? And they are, it's usually a Christian. Oh, I want this, I want that. You know what? You know what? You ought to sit down and pay some attention to what you're doing. That's what they need to do. Sit down and pay some attention. You cannot burn that. Yeah, you cannot burn that. Now, there are other incenses. There are other uh, tendencies to, to uh, do that, like Jerusalem incense. That's a good one. Or Seven Kings incense. That's a good one. But you cannot burn the Ketoret. You can't. You can't. Because that, that incense, was supposedly made to be burned in the temple. In the temple. Now that is all it's for. And since you can't make it, you can't buy it. You can't buy it. Now, there are people which make it up and buy it. 
They buy because they want to smell it. They want to, they want to, you know, they like that. They want to, you know, they want the older. Well, it's against, it's against the word. It's against God's word to do it. It's against God's word. Therefore, if you take just the frankincense and the myrrh, then part of it, part of it is all you need. That is all you need. Then you have the sense of God. Now, if you want to light up the altar, if you want to light the altar, now you know why. Take you one bowl of oil or seven bowls, which you would use for oil, and you fill it up the same for each one, and with a wick, then you burn it. But now when you burn it, when you burn it, you burn some frankincense and myrrh. Frankincense and myrrh. Now, that is the proper way to do it. That is the correct way. That is a good way. Because with the with the frankincense and myrrh, your only intention is prayer. You are praying. You are praying. That is your reason for using it. What? To pray. To pray. And the frankincense and myrrh ensures that your prayer will be heard on in heaven. Well, it'll be heard by God. Because how do we know? Because the angels take my frankincense and myrrh and my prayers and present them before God. Before God. God hears them. God takes them. And God uses them. But the cataract? No. Only people, only the cataract the is to burn, be burned only inside the temple. And only the sons of Aaron are to burn. That is all. That is all. They are the only people who have the authority to burn. The right and the authority to burn it. They are the ones. Now, you could take the altar and light it up. Either with one candle, one, let me just say, with one uh, globe or, or bowl of oil, or with seven. That is up to you. That's up to you. But the oil, the burning oil, and, the, and it says the oil burning oil. It doesn't say the candle, it says the oil. 
The oil is to be burned. Now, that is the way to do it, which all, which all individuals, well, I tell you, all individuals can use it. Can use it. It can come out. It can come out. Everybody can use it. You can burn. You can burn it with that. You are to place it upon an altar of earth or an altar of stone. You hear it? Now, that is the correct way of lighting up the altar. Every other way is just a bunch of mess. That is the correct way to light it up. Now, this has been Yohanan Ben God, and I approve this method.